Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Alec Callahan, and uh, yeah, we got a last minute shock at the domestic box office, so let's start off with that. So it wasn't until Sunday where this, until the switch happened, but ending back up in first place is A Quiet Place Part 2 with $11.65 million for a total of $108.9 million. Opening in second place is Warner Brothers in the Heights with $11.4 million. Opening in third place was Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway with $10.4 million. Dropping to fourth place was The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Doin' with $10 million for a total of $43.8 million. Lastly in fifth place was Cruella with $6.7 million for a total of $56 million. Alright, let's talk about the shocking turn of events. So I was thinking around $15 million for In the Heights at least, possibly $20 million, but I thought it was a near guarantee it would take first place. Then the Friday numbers came out, and Dan was revised her numbers, saying it would do close at a 13. Okay, fine, whatever. And Sunday, we got the early totals for the weekend, and it ends up just over 11 million, with A Quiet Place taken first, and holding it as the actuals came in on Monday. So a well-reviewed musical from Warner Brothers could not even open in first, against a thriller horror movie going into its third weekend. What happened? Well, one thing I will not blame this on is the same day release on HBO Max. Yes, it probably did affect it, but most Warner Brothers movies have opened better than this with the same day release. The Conjuring, Mortal Kombat, Godzilla vs. Kong, even Tom and Jerry performed better. I also don't think it's due to lack of marketing. Compared to some other Warner Brothers movies this year, In the Heights got a strong marketing push. I think what happened is a simple case of people not caring about the movie in general. Think about it. This is not a New York City musical. It's a musical about a specific section of the city. Also for the cast, no offense to any of them, but none of them are big stars. The biggest they got is Jimmy Smith in a supporting role. I do think for big Hollywood musicals, you need to have star power because if they've never done one before, for moviegoers, it's a new experience. Take La La Land, Ryan Gosling, and Emma Stone. Or Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman and Zendaya. Or, you know, Les Mis has... I think Hugh Jackman again, I think he was in it, and then uh, Russell Crowe, right? It's new. You see some of your favorite actors doing something new would get you interested, but In the Heights does not have that. Also, I think we saw here that Lin-Manuel Miranda has some power to get people to see movies, but it's not, not enough by himself. Yes, people love Hamilton and love him in general, but if he had superstar power, he would have helped Mary Poppins return a bit more a few years ago because he, he actually had a supporting role there. And his name being plastered all over this movie would have helped. Who knows, maybe he needed to be in a starring role in this as well. But shouldn't have to if he had the power. So that is the first big shock of the summer movie season. And while musicals can have decent legs, the next few weeks are jam-packed with movies. So I do not see In the Heights getting much further. In other box office news, congrats to Paramount and Quiet Place Part 2. The movie is the first since the pandemic started to pass $100 million. Domestic and for Paramount, they had... Uh, the last one before it started with Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, and now the first one post. Looking at the Chinese box office, debuting in first place was Never Stop with $10.1 million. It is a Chinese drama about a track star. Opening in second place was Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, with $7.8 million. In third place was Are You Lonesome Tonight, which opened with $6.8 million. In fourth place is Hello World, a Japanese anime movie, which opened to $6.2 million. Finally, in fifth place was Sunny Sisters, which opened with 5.6 million. For the other Hollywood movies, F9 is at 213 million after making another 3.7 million, and Cruella is now at 10.9 million after making 4.5 million. 
but I noticed this weekend is that there were multiple new releases, yet not one of them broke out. Now, obviously, with me not being there, I can't really tell if the movies are being advertised as much or not, but unless the Chinese movies come out in July bringing the big bucks, the box office over there is really slowing down, and not for any good reason. Speaking of movies coming out in China next month, one of the big ones should be 1921, which goes over the early years of the Communist Party. It will be premiering at the Shanghai International Film Festival later this week, with a wider release in the country set for July 1st. Looking at worldwide numbers, In the Heights only released in a few international markets this weekend, making 200000 internationally, so not much else to talk about there. Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It is now at $111.8 million worldwide. Quiet Place Part 2 is working its way to $200 million, with it at $184.8 million. Cruella is at $129.3 million. F9 is at $269 million. And Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway is at $68.3 million. As we look forward to the July with the release of Black Widow, to make sure it will not be delayed anymore, pre-orders have started for the film, so you can now get your tickets for the opening weekend. Now let's talk about the new movies in the works. First up is a sequel to Greenland. Yes, the disaster movie from last year has been greenlit for a sequel, and right now everyone is set to come back from the director to the top actors. While the movie only made $52 million internationally, it must have done really well from VOD sales as well as its steal the stream on HBO Max, that a sequel is worth the effort. Right now the film will start filming sometime in 2022. I'm curious, assuming this gets a proper theatrical release, how well would it actually do? Maybe if people did like it after watching the first one at home, they would go out to see it, the sequel? Sony has finally set a release date for the Brad Pitt assassination movie Bullet Train, and it will be coming out April 8th, 2022. Not a bad date, because this is a film that could have some legs, and depending on the reviews, can do really well. If it was put in May or June, it would have been crushed by the blockbusters. Now, the most interesting new movie in development is from Warner Brothers with a new Lord of the Rings movie, but not what you expect. So Warner Brothers is teaming up with New Line again, but this time for an animated Lord of the Rings movie. That's right, it's called Lord of the Rings, The War of the... Warm? I'm gonna say Warm. It takes place a few hundred years before the trilogy, so while they might be some returning characters, you know, some of them are a couple hundred years old, uh, do not expect to see everyone. Also, based on what was said about the movie and the character they are focusing on, while it is an animated movie, it seems it's going to be a violent movie. How violent we will have to see. I assume, with that being the case, it's going to be a hard PG-13, because you got to keep the market as wide as possible. The film is also being fast-tracked as at studios, uh, but no release window has been set. My bet is December 2023. Animation takes a bit of time, and the previous movies came out in December, so it gives them two and a half years to make it and keep the tradition. I think this could be a moderate hit, if the animation style is good, because you want it to have a bit of an action and violence, uh, so you're looking to get the older crowd who has grown up with movies. Makes sense. But to get them interested, you need to have good animation style. I think that will make or break the movie. If it's good, I can see it's making around half a billion or slightly more. Uh, without seeing any footage, it does not sound like a billion dollar movie, but you never know. Only got two stories for VOD Premium. First up is Netflix with a new cast member for Knives Out 2. Jessica Henwick has joined the ensemble cast, and I assume will be heading over to Greece soon, as they will be filming sometime this summer. I think she's a good actress, so a solid pick for the film. Not sure if they'll be adding anyone else at this point, and still no announcement of a release date. Second story is for Disney+, Plus in that it is adding a documentary to its lineup. The decision has been made by Disney to change up the Peter Jackson documentary about the Beatles called Let It Be. 
Set to be a documentary released in theaters, it will now be heading to Disney+. Plus. Besides being moved to streaming, it's being extended, so instead of a two to three hour documentary, it'll be three episodes, each two hours long, and each one will premiere one night at a time over Thanksgiving, November 25th, 6th, and 7th, respectively. For all the moves of content over to Disney+, Plus, I think this is one of those that just makes sense. With this, they get more of an event out of it, being a three-day event, and for Peter Jackson, he can now show off six hours of content instead of three hours or less if it was heading to theaters. Also, right now, September is jam-packed. If they tried to release that documentary in that month, it would have gotten crushed. So, I think it's a solid move all around. Man, that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, did you watch Greenland? And if so, do you even care sequels being made? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the page in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time.